Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. Hello, folks, and thank you for joining us here today. We've got a great discussion going on. This is Mainline Leadership, ACT. This is what we do. Leaders, how are you when it comes to uh, instigating change? How are you at, once the change has started, keeping the change going? How are you in terms of positioning yourself to be that change leader that grabs the attention and then also the consensus of the rest of the organization to make change happen? That's what we're going to be talking about today. So this is all about act, action, cultural change, and also the action of you as a leader to create the change that we're talking about here. We've got a great leader with us, great uh, executive coach who's done this kind of stuff in many organizations before in many situations. We have John Burt with us. Hello, John. What Hello, are you my- doing, man? You're there in San Diego. Everybody hates you for being in such a lovely state, lovely place. <laughs> <laughs> We're up here in the mountains, frying away with you know the mountains on fire. <laughs> We're living the life. So, John, you brought this topic to us about change leaders. Let's get into it. First, tell us a little bit about you, just in case they haven't talked to you or seen you before. And sure. Uh, get, drop that hammer and let us go. Okay. Well, Michael, Rich, uh, thank you once again for, for asking me to join you on the podcast. It's always a great opportunity. I, I really enjoy these uh, these discussions about change and leadership topics. Um, so I'm John Burt. I'm an executive leadership coach um, with uh, ILEC. Uh, I've been a management consultant for about 36 years out of my career, um, working with you know probably over 40 uh, Fortune 100, Fortune 200 clients over my, my career uh, span. And mostly working on change initiatives, change, whether it be something in their supply chain or organizational type of change. Um, so I've seen a lot of the, you know, the, the you know, good change efforts, ones that have been successful, but I've also seen that 70% or so of, of change efforts that either fail or just don't meet all of the objectives, the stated objectives when they, when they first start. So a very fascinating topic for me. I'd love to, love to uh, spend some time with you guys talking about it. All right. Outstanding. Let's go. We're, we're ready. So how would you know, how would you recognize that you really are that person, that personality, that leader that truly is at heart a change leader? How would you know that? Sometimes people think there's something, but they're really not, right? It's kind of the, the pretension thing that we think we are, but really not. How would you really know what that you're deeply motivated, excited, encouraged, passionate about change? Well, you mentioned some of the things in your in your description, Michael. I think that there is a, a change initiatives require somebody who's passionate about it. 
Um, and, and change initiatives themselves, I believe, is is really talking about the why for people, right? They, you know, there's a lot of uh, you know, if you're putting together these plans, uh, you know, for for some sort of an initiative, those are all the steps. That's the how or the what that you're gonna you're gonna do. But the really the change leader, the change agent, if you will, that's the person who has the vision and the passion, and can describe and explain to people why. We want to do this. What will what will be different? What will make what will make all of our lives so much better when we implement this change? What, why why do we even want to go off on this this large venture? Spend a lot of money. Spend a lot of resource, uh, blood and treasure, as they say. But it's 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 that person who can define and and express and get other people on board with the mission, right? But also has the uh, I guess the uh, endurance to, in many cases to to finish the race. Uh, for for the for the organization, that's good. I like that. Rich, what are your thoughts? You know, I've in in my experience, you always find these people or they'll tell you, well, it's always worked for us, so why change it? You know, why why change it? You know, and those are the people you find that have gotten really really good at doing the wrong thing, or really good at filling out that paperwork that no one's ever going to see ever again. It's going to go in a box and it's going to be current plus two until you shred it a couple of years down the road. It's it's those kind of things that, you know, people really resist change. And, you know, that we, we've talked about this, John, 75 percent of all organizations fell. They fell when they try to initiate any change leadership. And the one thing that I find interesting is, you know, how many of us you know, make those New Year's resolutions? And even organizations, you know, Q1, we're back at work. Let's let's make these changes. Let's we're going to change. We're going to implement all these really cool things and put these teams together. And everybody's gung ho until about you know the end of Q1, and they find out it's harder than they thought it was going to be, and it just kind of goes by the wayside. And just that team disbands, and there's not any interest anymore. And there is interest for some people, but they're going, what happened? You know, so change is really a leadership down function. It's just like culture. It's that those people have that vision and that uh, that they really want to make things work right and have the ability to push that through. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how, how do you as a coach, John, and how is, have you in your, in your professional career influence those around you to really stay on task because i think really that's what it comes down to you know is, is keeping focused on on the end goal yeah that's a good point rich in in the work that i've done and, and in the change initiatives i've been involved in i really believe that it's that leader that, that not only gets out the gate and explains why why the organization is taking on the change initiative and the benefits that will be there but also continue to beat the drum, right? This is not something that you do once and then everybody goes off and, and implements the change. It's something that the leader has to constantly remind the organization about why they're taking on the initiative, right? Because you're going to hit those those valleys. You're going to start to see some of the metrics drop off or you're going to see some you know uh, milestone dates being missed. But it's about reminding people how important that initiative is for the organization. Yeah. And, and I think that one of the things we talk about is that, you know, with this, this failure rate, the reason why it's so critical uh, for organizations is that, you know, organizations can't be static any longer, right? There's just no. too much, change is too, too dynamic, right? You have competition that's changing. You have the economy that's changing. You have you 
you know, social factors. We had COVID. We had we had a number of different things that impacted the world, and and things have moved on, right? Companies that don't adapt and don't change will 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 go out of business, right? They'll just disappear off the map, or they'll go into bankruptcy. But even the bankruptcy will cause them to to, to you know to, to change dramatically in order to to recover. But that's that's the reason why if you're going to be a leader a leader in the industry as a company or as an organization um, or stay relevant, you have to change. And that's why it, it, it's so important that leaders within an organization try to set that mindset and and are able to to I guess exercise the the change muscles that that organizations get good at recognizing the need to change and and the willingness and maybe even the, the desire to change to be able to get better. It seems to me there's maybe four, and I'm oversimplifying this, four main kinds of skills that are involved here. That person who wants to be a change leader, in, in a certain way, they have to be a certain amount of prescience, being able to see into the future. This is what's happened. I can see the patterns going on here. I can see where this is going to go. And if we don't get something going here, we will be left behind. We'll just be forgotten. So there's that certain level of just being able to see in the future. The second is 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 something that almost has to be in place before you can do it. That is the ability to network, to make connections with other people, to share ideas, to take in ideas, to synthesize them, to synergize with them, and to get relationships going that you already have there. So that when you flip the switch of we're going to go do this new thing, those people are already in place. The relationships are there so that you can get people excited. Because in the beginning, when you get people excited, there's kind of two different levels of skills that are going on here, which leads to the next one up. And that is the ability to create a certain amount of beginner's luck. There's sometimes this dumb luck that gets you off the ground and gets you going. We don't all together know what we're doing, we're finding out. We've done our studies, we've done our survey, but at some point, really and truly, we don't really know what we're doing, because if we did, we'd already be doing it, right? So then there's this dumb luck, beginner's luck kind of an aspect. But then the fourth one, I think, is this, is that ability to keep going back and nurturing and encouraging and uh, inspiring those people again and again. And that starts to become a whole different thing that the person that can see into the future, the person that can get them to get excited, let's get going, that beginner's luck, let's go do it. That's a different kind of a cat in terms of, I know how to connect with people. I can see what their needs are. I, need, I know what to say at the right time. I can see you know, what, what they're struggling with, what they're doing well, so that we keep the, that momentum going. Those are all very different kinds of skills. Question is, what is the likelihood that, that one individual leader has all those capacities? Mm -hmm. If they don't have those capacities, how smart would they be to find those people around them that can go out there and then fill in those gaps that they have to make this new change happen? Mm -hmm. Well, I think, Michael, my experience is that you, you don't generally find this, all of the skills um, in one person, right? I mean, you, what, but you need to have certain elements of, of all of them and maybe some, some real strengths. I've also found that um, within organizations, you know, there are people who are the change agents and they kind of go from one initiative to the next just simply because they're that good, right? They're that good at being able to do the things you just you just mentioned. So they may wind up being that sort of change agent that that's anointed or defined by the by the organization that'll take on the, the heaviest challenges um, and and the stresses of, of of doing that. But I do think that there are um, there are certain things that go along with big change initiatives that 
that these types of leaders are not probably particularly good at, right? In, in many cases, you lead a large change effort that has, you know, a couple of hundred or maybe, you know, a couple of thousand uh, people on the project, but you also have, you know, the rest of the organization, which could be 50,000, 100,000, 150,000 employees or more, right? So you have to manage the communications and the and the enthusiasm for that change with those larger group of people, but you also need to build a, a detailed plan. Well, typically the person who's the spreadsheet jockey or the plan jockey is not the person who's, up, you know, talking uh, about the initiative in front of the, the the board, right? Those are really two two different skills, but they need to be able to have surround themselves with good people who can help them to execute on all the elements of a large program that need need to take place. John, you hit on a very interesting thing right there is surrounding yourself with people who can can do this. You know, good leaders are, honestly are only as good as the people who surround them. Mm-hmm. And not being afraid to bring someone into your circle who's has better, you know, knows something more than you do about a certain topic. I think that's a problem nowadays with a lot of people is they're afraid to have people around them who they they might view as better than them. You know, I, I think that's a, that's an issue. Um, part of the part of the issue is there's so much talent out there, so much skill out there. That's not the problem. You can find talent anywhere. You can find talent. I mean, look at uh, some of these, you know, people coming right out of, of college with, you know, master's degrees or whatever. So much talent and, and knowledge. The problem is there's not enough heart. It's heart. It's the heart and the endurance that you need to, to have to, to push through to the next level. You know, mm-hmm. one, of, one of the interesting things is Matone's law number two out of the 50 laws. It says a positive uh, transformation ignites when the ideology of comfort and the tyranny of custom are more painful than the ideology of different. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that really comes down to what, you know, being a change agent is. You've got to be able to get out of that comfort zone. And, yeah, you know, I think that within, within an organization, maybe to Michael's point, you have people who are able to spot that sooner than than later right you know you always have the people who are tree huggers that you know that until the day they turn off the lights and they close the door they're still hopeful that things can remain the same and then there are the others that are like the, the president brutal john that is so brutal. <laughs> <laughs> one of my first, my very first job that i had i worked for a company that <laughs> basically was essentially going out of going out of business it wound up getting bought out but you know it, it, the 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 mentality was for many that they were we, oh, we used to call tree huggers, right? The people that are just going to put the big bear hug around the tree and they're just going to hang in there, you know. Even though there's a tsunami coming through the forest, they'll 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 hang onto the tree. We know but, who those people are. We know them. Yeah. <laughs> but but these people who are who are passionate, Rich, I really liked your your comment about finding people who are passionate because as I mentioned, a lot of the programs that I've been involved in have been very very large programs. So it's not just the one person, right? You have to have people on your team that are your advocates, right? The acolytes that are out in the organization that are doing the same thing you're doing, right? They're selling the story. They're selling the mission, right, to, to, the, to the organization. Because you can't be talking to, you know, 500 to 1,000 people every day yourself in many cases. You have to have people who are telling the same story to their teams and to their teams and to the, you know, as it cascades down. So that everyone is motivated toward the toward the goal. They all understand the why in their own personal context. Yeah. 
So let's take a look at it. We talked a lot of big ideas, a lot of dynamic ideas. How in the world does somebody on the outside who doesn't know me or my organization or understand how the organization works, how can somebody as a executive coach come in and help me pull all that together and make it work? I mean, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, see, what I've seen uh, in many cases with uh, change leaders is that there are either individuals who have grown up with the company who are, are designated as a change leader, or they'll bring in somebody from the outside. That's been my whole, um, my whole, my whole work, right? Uh, with, as a management consultant, is teaming up with people who want to see the change happen, but just don't know how to do it, right? They don't know how to bring the change about. They might have the, they understand the organization, they understand the competition, they understand um, why the change is needed, but they just don't. They don't have the experience of running large change initiatives. So I think that's where the coaching or the consulting or whatever comes in is I'm not taking over their role at all, right? I'm just helping to feed them the, the experience that I've had and the types of things that I think they should be doing or could be doing um, in order to position themselves correctly as the change agent. To do the things you mentioned, Michael, right? You have to be able to articulate, you have to have the vision. Not that I, they, they have to have the vision, but to be able to articulate the vision, but then also the networking, making sure that you you have the right people involved from your organization. And I, you know, each organization is going to be a little different, and and the names are going to change. But you know, you can pretty well spot things right from the beginning in terms of the people in the organization and, and who feels way about a change initiative. And you, you need to and, and Rich said something earlier that I'm going to tie into here, and then I'd like to hear Rich's. A comment on that it's not going to be the person who's kind of just all you know writing the stuff down and hoping that someday it's it's got to somehow the fact of the matter is that leader's got to develop courage and sometimes you need somebody on the outside who's not in competition with you who doesn't have their own secret agenda to kind of get you or to you know to get ahead of you just to help you start seeing who it is that you are and help you build that courage that mm-hmm. strong sense of who you are what you can do and then go out there and do it courageously yeah. and boldly. Sometimes that coach is the very person that can do that for you. What do you think about that, Rich? Uh, absolutely. There are a lot of times you need an advocate. You need someone on your team, you know, someone that is pulling for you to get this done and helping you guide, guide your way down the path. You know, there's, like you said, there's a lot of uh, potential trip ups, or there's de- always going to be somebody who wants to send you down the wrong path. The point is, is finding that right person that is going to take you down the right path. And, you know, there's 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 a lot of passion that comes with executive coaching and wanting to see people succeed and wanting to see people get to that next point. So I think, you know, when it comes down to it, you really need that advocate, someone that's pulling for you and someone that helps, you know, encourage you. You know, it's OK. A little bit further. You got this. Mm-hmm. That's true. John, let's. If somebody wants to talk, John, you should be working with your skills, your experience. You should be working seven days a week, twenty hours a day, fifty-three days, fifty-three weeks out of the year. You should never rest. <laughs> yeah, I was doing. I was doing that. Yeah. Let's. Okay. How do they get a hold of you, my friend? All right. Yeah. Well, my phone number is seven two zero two three five nine three seven zero. Uh, my email is jburt at intelligentleadershipec.com. 
Easy as pie. Give John a call. Great man. Great I'll, man. I'll make sure I get that on the notes uh, for this. All and right. I just want to give a quick shout out as we're, we're closing down here to all those people who are downloading this podcast, listening to this podcast. And, you know, not only here in the United States where we're at, we've got quite a few people abroad in, in Europe, in Australia. And I just a quick shout out to all everybody out there who's, who's listening to us. Thank you very much. You know, uh, let us know if you need some coaching. We're going to jump on a plane. We'll fly over and help you. I think with so. Jeff up in space, I think he downloaded <laughs> one of them. I, I just I heard that, but I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be terrific. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. This has been a real pleasure. You bet you do. No, thank you. And it's always always good to learn from John. So he's got he's got a world of a wealth of knowledge. So and once again, thank you everybody for joining us today. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, executive leaders act ilec.com. And uh, email us, leave us a note, tell us what you want to hear, any comments you want to make, we, we want to hear it all. So once again, thanks for listening to us today. And uh, again, take care and be safe. All right. All the best to you, folks. Thank you. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.